Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation International. Pastors Isagi and Bridget are anointed to teach the Word of God with simplicity. We believe your life will be changed as you listen to this message. Be doers of the Word and not only hearers in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Put your hands together, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says that love is the greatest. Amen. And as long as there is love, we will stand. Amen. There is no food that can defeat us when we are walking side by side. Put your hand in Hebrews 11. Let's go first of all to Galatians chapter number 5. And let's read verse 6. Maybe we'll come back to Hebrew. Maybe not. Who knows? Let's see. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, we've studied on love now for a lot of weeks, um, and we may just keep going. How many of you have been changed since we started about love? How many of you have had to change? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Me too. Amen. Me too. Galatians chapter number 5, verse 6. Let's read it together. Just that verse, verse 6. One to go. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Come on, I didn't hear everybody. Want to go? Praise the Lord. But the Bible says neither circumcision nor uncircumcision really makes any difference. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter whether you are you have long hair or short hair. Amen? Amen. Doesn't matter whether your skin is black or white. Doesn't matter whether you are uh, blue in the face or you have blue eyes. Praise the Lord. And like I said last week, some people have fake of all these things anyway. Amen? So it doesn't really matter. <clears throat> what matters is what? Faith that works by love. What matters is what? Faith that works by love. One more time. Say faith. Faith that works by love. Alright, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you there? Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for. And setting of what we do not see, this is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed as God's command. I need some water. Somebody get me some water to drink. <coughs> Praise the Lord. I repeat verse 3. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. I repeat verse 3. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was made out of what... So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. Praise the Lord. Turn to somebody says, what is seen was not made out of what is visible. 
So everything you see came out from something invisible. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So which is more important, the things that are seen or the things that are not seen? Say it again. The things that are what? And that's why we ought to understand what the Bible is teaching us about faith that works by love. You know, so many times we are so concerned about the things that are seen. But the Bible says that everything that is seen comes out from what is not seen. So everything, everything, whether good or bad, that we see comes out from the things that are not seen. So if you want to get concerned to change the things that are seen, you have to begin to change the things that are not seen. That's the same principle of seed time and harvest. When you plant a seed, for instance, the seed goes into the ground. It's not seen. The tree that comes up eventually came out of a seed that you could not see. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Now we look at the tree and it's big and it, the leaves are fine and the fruits are good. But all of that that we see came out from the seed that we could not see, that was planted. If you had come to the ground just immediately after the seed was planted, you wouldn't have seen anything. It would have looked like nothing was happening. But the seed that was not seen is what gives birth to the tree that is seen. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says that that is the principle of faith that works by love. And as we begin, to, as we have been studying love, we discover that some of the things that the Bible says we ought to begin to get concerned about are not necessarily the things that are seen. Patience is not something you can just put your hands on. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Patience is, patience is not a commodity or like, 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 like money or like Bible you can just hold and say, I have one. Patience is unseen. You may see the result or the action of patience, but patience is something that is in the heart, in the mind, in the soul. It is not seen, but it affects those things that are seen. The same thing with things like envy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Pride. You eventually see pride anyway, but it starts in the heart. And those things which are not seen are more important than those things which are seen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now we're going to get this. Let's go to uh, James. Praise the Lord. Let's go to James chapter number 4 first. What have I been teaching about faith that works by love? Is because sometimes we do all the external things. We do the confession, we sow our seed, we say I believe, we try to work hard. And sometimes some of the things we are believing God may not seem to be happening. Even though we look like we are doing everything. If what you are praying for does not seem to come to pass, please don't start by blaming God. Somebody say amen. amen. God does not lie. Amen. 
And God is not a respecter of persons. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. If it doesn't look like it's happening, we need to begin to check the unseen. We need to begin to find out if there are there things that are not seen that may be affecting the things that are seen. Now, saying it because the scripture wants us to prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. God wants to have us to have everything we need for life and godliness, but there are certain things that many times hinders us receiving, and that's what God has been trying to deal with as he's teaching about love. We have to begin to look at the things that are not seen. Somebody came from Kenneth Copeland Ministry and he shared with us last week Thursday, last two Thursdays. He said everybody has three kinds of lives or three areas of their life. One is the public life. Somebody say amen. amen. What's the public life? The one we see. Amen. The one we see every Sunday. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of you have seen people just cussing people out in church? Or punching somebody in the nose? It happens in some churches, but thank God not here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why? On Sunday, everybody puts up the what? The church face. Amen. Everybody act like they are nice. Oh, thank you, bro. Bless you. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is upon you. Amen. Hallelujah. It's easy to forgive on Sunday morning. Is that not true? Praise the Lord. Somebody steps on your toe and says, Bless you, bro. Love you with the love of the Lord. But what happens in your private life is more important than what happens in your public life. Why? Because your private life is sometimes not seen and yet it will eventually come out to the public life. He said there is the public life, there is the private life, and there is the secret life. The secret life is the one that even your spouse does not know. Everybody has one. Now, because the secret does not mean it's bad. Somebody say amen. Some people can have a good secret life while others cannot, may not. Some people spend time in their secret life to meditate on the word of God. Nobody knows what they are meditating on. Why some are meditating on the evil they are going to do? Somebody say amen. amen. Given this here before, you don't get moved by what people do on the outside. Because what you do on the outside may not be what's going on on the inside. I had a pastor was preaching such a wonderful message one day. And there was a member of the church who was crying. Tears were just coming down. So the pastor thought, oh wow, what an anointed message. I was preaching so well. Amen. So at the end of the service, he decided to go take a testimony. Amen. Went to the sister and said, I discovered that you were so emotional while I was preaching. What is it that really touched you the most? He said, when you were preaching, I was looking at you. And you had this goatee, this beard. And I remembered my goats that, that, that died some weeks ago. And I couldn't help but cry. So while the pastor was preaching, the woman was thinking about 
Hagot. Hagot that she lost. Now, she looked like she was so spiritual. Oh, crying, but she was not crying for the right reason. I said you knew what was happening in the secret. You wouldn't know why she was crying the way she was. The Bible says that faith walketh by love. Where does it should go? James, chapter number four. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, some people can be here in body and they are in uh, TJ, thank God it's Friday, and they are in their mind. Thinking about what am I going to eat after this place. Pastor, don't worry, it's almost 12 o'clock. But we have to change that. Now we think it doesn't matter, but it does. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It will eventually affect your life. And that's why this teaching is so important. Because we look so good on the outside does not mean that our heart is right where it should be. Somebody say amen. amen. Alright, let's look at verse chapter 4, verse 1. The Bible says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from the desires that battle within you? You want something, but don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have it. Have what you want. You quarrel and you fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. That's faith. Verse 3. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasure. So God is saying here that your faith can be affected by your motives. Your faith can be affected by what is happening inside of you. You could be praying all right, you could be sowing all right, you could be doing all the externals, but something on the inside has to change if God wants, if God is going to be able to get to you that which you have been asking for. Somebody say amen. amen. Let's go to James chapter number one. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, from verse 19, James chapter number 1, Say, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Verse 21, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and every evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. The King James says, which is able to save your soul. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what he says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away immediately and forget what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do so, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Somebody say amen. amen. Let's go to 10 John. 
Third John. Are you with me now? If you need a Bible, just wave your hand. Ushers will help you with one. Hallelujah. Third John. It says in verse 2, Dearly beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So how are you going to prosper and be in health? How are you going to prosper and be in health? As your soul prospers. The Bible says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Which means that the external prosperity, the healing of your body is dependent on the prosperity of your soul. That means that that which is seen, that which will come to pass, is dependent on that which is not seen. How the state of your soul is. And the Bible tells us from where we read in James chapter 1, it says that we should lay aside every filthiness, every moral filth, everything that affects our soul so that we can receive the engrafted word. And that if we continue in it, we will be blessed. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to Joshua chapter number one. Showing you a number of scriptures today. Why is it so important to walk in love? The reason why is that if you don't walk in love, your faith will not work. If you have issues that you keep harboring, that keep staying in your heart, that you don't begin to deal with those issues, you can fast, you can give, you can pray, you can cry, you can roll on the floor, you can point fingers, but until we begin to deal with those secret issues that has to do with our love life, we will not be able to enjoy, thank you very much, the things that God says belong to us. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. 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 James chapter number one, uh, Joshua chapter number one, verse eight. Are you there? Are you there? He said, do not let this book of the Lord depart out of your mouth. He said, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. He said, then you will be prosperous and successful. So he's telling us here that what will determine your success and your prosperity has to do with what you are meditating on day and night. What you are doing in your secret place, when you are walking, what you are thinking about, what fills your mind? What fills your mind? What nobody else is seeing? What nobody else is touching? What nobody else can know? But you and God is what's going to determine whether you succeed or you don't. So we've got to begin to watch what we're thinking about. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, our love chapter. So God wants you healed. Tell somebody God wants you healed. Say God wants you rich. Say God wants you righteous. 
and holy. So God wants you to have life and have life in abundance. So, but for you to receive, so but for you to receive, you have to walk by faith. You have to walk in love. Somebody say amen. amen. So walking in love is not something we do just because we want to please God. That's part of it. So that's the first reason why we walk in love. But walking in love is what is going to determine whether our faith works. If we don't walk in love, no matter how we try to walk our faith, our faith will not produce the results. The, 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 the lifestyle that is contrary to love will make our faith unproductive. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus was teaching them in Mark chapter 11. He said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Now, many of us like that scripture, but that's not where he stopped. Then immediately he said, however, when you stand praying, he said, forgive so that your heavenly father may also forgive you. So he was telling you that, he's telling us that this faith principle works as long as you are walking in love. If you have bitterness, you have anger, you have, you know, look like you are offended. You may even smile at everybody. But if there is offense hidden in your heart, you can confess until you are blue in the face. You can scream. You can shout. You can believe. You can believe. But your offense can cause your faith not to work. So if your faith is going to work, you need to get rid of the unforgiveness that is seated in the heart. And so we have so many people who say, I don't understand why it's not working. I saw, I did what the word says. I prayed, I believed, I sowed my seed. But the problem is, is our heart walking in love? Somebody say amen. amen. The first thing the Bible says about love in chapter number 13, verse 4, is that love is patient. Say love is patient. Love. Say it again. Say love is patient. Love is patient. I can't hear you. Say love is patient. Come on, sound louder. Say, love is patient. You can say it better. Say, love is patient. Okay, talk to somebody. Say, love is patient. Now, if the Bible says love is patient, means patience is a fruit or a part of love. If you go to Hebrews chapter number 10, the Bible says, after you have done the will of God, it said you have need of patience so that you can inherit the promise. Which means that even if you are walking by faith and you are not patient, which is love, you will still not inherit the promise. All the principles of faith is hinged on the character of love until our love work begins to get mature. No matter how much faith we try to practice, it will not produce the right result. And that's why we need to begin to watch our love walk. You can confess in the morning. Oh, by his stripes I'm healed. Oh, by his stripes I'm healed. And if you do not begin to develop your patience, 
every time something happens, you're just snapping. Every time you don't receive something, you just give it up. And you try to get, you know, you work hard and you work hard. And before you get the result, it doesn't seem like you, it's working. You give it up. It will look like the faith is not working. But the problem is not just the faith. The problem is that you're not walking in the principle of love. And the Bible says that love is patient. So we've got to develop our patience. So the time somebody, you know, is, is slow and is not moving as fast as you think the person ought to move, instead of getting offended, you say, no, I'm not going to get offended. I'm just going to give him some more time. Somebody say amen. amen. I can't hear you say amen. amen. When you stand behind the counter and the cashier is, you know, fumbling and, and then somebody forgets, you know, and they have to run to go check the prices and you begin to foam and smoke starts coming out of your nose no you need to begin to tell yourself look if i continue to walk like this it's going to affect my faith walk so body mind be patient you have to begin to discipline yourself to be patient because it affects everything else concerning your spiritual life praise the lord Hallelujah. praise the lord Hallelujah. praise the lord walks by love no matter how much you try to walk your faith if your love walk is not developed you're not going to be able to receive the promises and so we have to begin to develop our love somebody say amen, amen. somebody say amen. amen the bible says that love is kind the same chapter 13 you know verse 4 and the bible tells us that kindness is generous and the bible tells us that even the principle of faith is hinged on the principle of seed and harvest on giving and receiving so even if you pray you fast you 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 know you believe god and you don't sow your seed you are not kind you are not a giver there is no how your faith is going to work because faith is kind because love is kind the principle of receiving from god is based on us aligning ourselves to the walk of love so when you begin to become kind you're looking for somebody to bless you don't even have to wait for benevolent sunday you decide what am i going to do to help somebody today who can i be kind to somebody say hallelujah once you begin to think that way you are setting yourself up that when you ask you receive because the bible says that the, the same way you give to others shall be given unto you because the principle of faith is based on the principle of love. And that's what I want us to see this morning. Faith doesn't work without love. In short, the reason for faith is love. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You know what happens? The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The reason why we can believe God for healing the reason why we can believe God for prosperity, the reason why we can believe God, you know, for breakthrough, is because God, out of His love, has decided to give it to us. And it is, so faith is based on love. If there is no love, there is no faith. If love has not given, faith will have nothing to receive. And so faith is based on love. And if you want to begin to walk like God, you have to develop your love work. And this love work is developed. It doesn't just happen. Amen? You train yourself to be generous. Somebody say amen. amen. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I can hear you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You train yourself to be generous. And generosity has a lot to do with more than just material givings. It also has to do with the words that you speak. Somebody say amen. amen. Pay compliments to people. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 When was the last time you said a kind word to someone? This morning. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God. Some people's spouses almost have to pay for their, for their other spouse to tell them something good. You look nice. It looks like little things, but they are important. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. Be appreciative of what people do. Mm -hmm. Kindness is more than just physical things. Mm -hmm. Some people's marriages will be saved if they change the way they speak. Mm -hmm. Just kind words. Oh, you look so nice today. The quarrel that the person has been building up will just melt. Yeah. It's like, you mean it? <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The person wants to bring the quarrel. It's like, you know, you know, how did you say that thing yet? He said, oh, the food you cooked yesterday, you know how sweet it was? The person we just go from. <laughs> Everybody likes to be complimented. Amen. The Bible says, don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. The Bible says, a soft answer will turn away wrath. If somebody is coming against you angrily, just look for something nice to say. It can change that wrath. And your faith will begin to receive by your loved one. Don't we say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So faith walked by love. Say faith walked by love. Say it again. Faith walked by love. So we have to begin to develop our love walk. And we say love is patient. Love is what? Kind. Love does not envy. Somebody say amen. amen. Love is not proud. And that's where we stopped last week. Tell somebody love is not proud. Love is not proud. Say it again. Love is not proud. Love is not proud. Ask the person, are you proud? Are you proud? Say don't be proud. Don't be proud. So what does it mean to be proud? It means to be resistant and to put yourself higher than you ought to think. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Let's go to James again. Chapter number 4. Now I'm repeating these things over and over again. I know deliberately. Because I want us to get it. Amen? Amen? Amen. Pride begins with an attitude towards the word of God. Many people always look at pride as someone who is maybe strong will, which is maybe part of it, or somebody who Speaks freely. Now we we'll look at it. The Bible says love is also not rude. But that's not what pride is. Pride is not just because the person is outspoken. It is not just the outspokenness. It starts again if the person is speaking in line with the word of God or not. And like I said last week, many people think that timidity is humility. It's not the same. 
Somebody say amen. amen. To be timid is not to be humble. You know, person never says anything. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. An ant comes to his house. He guides the ant to the doorway <laughs> and lets the ant go free. So he's very humble. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He looks humble. Amen. All the children are, you know, fighting around, breaking things in the house. Like, don't, don't do it, don't do it. Doesn't say nothing hard to them. So he's very humble. Praise the Lord. That's not being humble. That's being timid. Amen. They push you all around, put you where you ought not to be. They take your right from you and you say nothing. That's not being humble. God makes you a leader and you are afraid to talk to the people in your group to do what they need to do. That's not being humble. That's between foolishness and stupidity. Praise the Lord. Let me know. All right, let's go to the word of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now I'm saying this because many times we have taught the wrong thing and missed the right thing. What does it mean to be humble? It means to submit to the word of God. It means to do it the way God says it should be done. It means not to resist the word of God. It means that whenever you see the word of God, you do it the way God says it should be done. That's what humility begins from. God said to Saul, go to the Amalekites and kill everyone. To be humble would have made Paul and Saul would have gone out and kill everyone like God said he should kill. That is humility. You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. But he said, mm -mm, I have a better idea. Praise the Lord. God, I know you are smart, but you missed something. I will do it the way we discuss. We had a meeting and we agreed that this is the way it ought to be done. And Saul did not humble himself and do it the way God asked him to do it. Humility, real godly humility is to submit to the word of God. Now let's look at it. James chapter number 4. Praise the Lord. Let's start from verse 6. Are you there? Move quickly then. James 4 verse 6. He said, but he gives more grace. This is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He said, submit yourselves then to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. He said, come near to God and he will come near to you. He said, wash your hands, you sinner, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and will. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. He said, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. So here we see that humility is actually supposed to be humbling yourself before the Lord. 
To do what God says you ought to do. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 If God says this is the way to do it, you do it that way. It says you should humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. It says you should resist the devil. So a humble man knows when to submit and when to resist. A humble man submits to the right things, but resists the wrong things. But sometimes people get it wrong. They submit to the devil and they resist God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody says, let's go and do this wrong thing. They put pressure. Let, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. And they say, oh, I'm just humble. And then they follow that person, resisting the word of God that says you should not do such a thing. So to be humble is to surrender to the word of God. Somebody say hallelujah. And that's why it's so important that as we're listening to God's word, we are paying attention to do what the word of God says. That's what it means to be humble. God resists the proud. And who is the proud? The proud is the one who argues with God about the word of God. God says, this is how I want it to be done. He says, I don't think so. That's a proud man. God says, bring all the tithes and the offerings to my house. The man says, well, I don't think I should give tithe today. I don't feel like it. My bills are there. I have other things to do with it. I know God says it, but, you know, I am not committed to this thing. I'll do it when I like. That is a proud man. God says, wives, submit to your husband. He says, I would have submitted if my husband likes me. And Obey, you know, that treats me well. That is a proud person. Because he is not submitting to the word of God. He is resisting the word. God says, don't neglect the assembly of yourselves together. Which is in the manner of some. The person says, I know I ought to do this. But I don't feel like doing it. That is being proud. You are not submitting to the word of God. A man who is humble looks at the word of God and does what the word of God says. Even when he doesn't feel like doing it. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to First Timothy chapter number 6. And don't forget all of these things will affect the faith to receive. One thing that kept happening with the children of Israel is that they would not do it the way God says they should be done. God says, it's time to take over the city of Jericho. Arise! Go! Take it right now. They turned around and said, Ha! Did you see the giants? We look like grasshoppers. They were proud. They were full of their own ways and would not yield to God's word. And so the Bible said God resisted them and said they will never enter the promise because they will not yield to God's word. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now they thought they had good reason not to do it. They thought that, and then Moses said to them, okay, since you people are not 
ready, let's go back to the desert. God says we can't enter. Then they turned around and said, now we are going to enter. Moses said, look, God has said, the time has passed. You have missed the chance. Let's go back. God is not in with us this time. They said, no, no, we are going to go now. They wait at the time that God said they should not go and would not go at the time that God said they should go. They did what they wanted to do, how they wanted to do it, when they wanted to do it, but not how God says it should be done. That's pride. Everybody's so quiet. That's good. Praise the Lord. Good means you're listening. There is a way to worship God. Not the way you want. Not the way you think, but the way God said it should be done. Somebody say amen. And if we begin to do it God's way, our faith will begin to walk. There is a way to give your tithes and your offerings. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Not after you have paid every bill and whatever is left you give to God. No, that's not the way God says it should be done. We have to begin to align ourselves. There is a way to deal with your finances. There is a way to deal with your children. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now you have to find out the way God says it should be done. And do it that way. A proud man resists the Lord. A proud man is resistant to the Lord. He may be to God's word. And a man who is humble, this is how you know, no matter what the man has made up his mind to do, no matter what he thinks he wants to do, no matter what he likes, whenever he finds the word of God that says this is the way it ought to be done, if it is contrary to what he has decided, he decides to change. He says, is that what the word of God says? Okay, I'll do it differently. I'll do it the way God says I should do it. That is a humble man. That is a humble man. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And sometimes we don't know that we are proud because we're doing it, not knowing it's against God's word. But that's why we need to come to church. That's why we need to listen to the word of God. That's why we need to understand what God says. That's why we need to want to find out the way God says we should do it. So that we can submit to him. And as we submit to him, he will begin to bring to pass that which he has said. Everything that God has promised is real. He's looking for an opportunity to bring it to us. But he can't bring it to us if we are not where he wants us to be and how he says we should be. He said to Elijah, Leave where you are and go to a city and I will cause the ravens to come and feed you there. Now if he decided like, I don't like that mountain, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to go to my own mountain and God, if you can bring the ravens there, you can bring it here. What would have happened to him? Died of starvation. When the water dried up, God said to him, leave there, go to the Gentile city of Zarephath. Zarephath was not a Jewish city. There is a woman that I have commanded to feed you. Hallelujah. When he got to the city, he saw this woman, and this woman had just little flour with oil left just to eat. Now, some of us could have become very humble. Yeah. Oh, only little flour that you have. I, oh, I, I, can, I can taste of it. 
You have a son, even. <laughs> oh, Mashiro. They would have turned to God and said, God, I can't do it. But what did uh, uh, the prophet do? The Bible said the prophet said to the woman, Give me first. That did not look like humility, but that is what the Bible calls humility. To submit to the word of God. And sometimes what the word of God is telling you to do looks hard, looks impossible, may even look arrogant to many people. But if it is the word of God and you do it, you are humble. Yes, you can clap. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, many people say pastors are so arrogant. They just act, you know, sometimes so big, like everything is working good for them. Like, they never have some problems. Like, you know, and they are even so bold sometimes to just ask people for money. <laughs> but that's humility. When I was growing up, I was under the ministry of Archbishop Benson in the house. Every time during the offering then, he would say to us, even if you don't have an offering, borrow to give. He asked us many times, empty your pots. And sometimes I said, thank God I didn't bring up my money today. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I used to thank God then. But I did not understand. And later on, a church that was small, people were broke, busted, disgusted, began to grow, people began to become very rich, people began to buy big houses and big cars, and later on you come to the church, no parking space, and people wonder why. And even though at that time when he was doing it, people began to lash at him, he's taking everybody's money, he's, you know, he's so arrogant, he boasts about the Lord, he says nothing evil can come against him, but eventually they began to see that he was doing the word of God, and as long as he was doing the word of God, the way God said he should be done, Things went well and the ministry prospered and he prospered as well. Amen. Some people feel and they act too humble that they miss the word of God. It's not every time somebody has a need that you need to help that person. Yeah, I go again. Okay. <laughs> Blowing some people's theology off the book. Because there are sometimes Whereby, as long as you keep helping that person, the person will never grow up. And so, it's sometimes the Holy Ghost can lead you that you can't become that person's God. You have to cause that person to walk in his own faith. It may look like you're not humble at that time. You're not responsive, but you're doing what God asks you to do. I'm told when, a, when, 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 when the mother ego wants to teach the baby egos how to fly, it takes them to a very high altitude and drops them. And then the baby says, what's going on? Don't you care about me? Do you want me to die and starts to fall? But before it gets to the ground, the mother ego comes, takes the baby again, takes the baby to another high altitude and drops the baby. What is it teaching the baby to do? To begin to strengthen his wings to fly. If the mother ego continues to feed that baby in the nest, the baby will grow to the full adult stage and not know how to fly. Because the mother ego did not train that child 
how to fly. And so sometimes when he's training the child, it may look hard, it may look arrogant, it may look wicked, it may look serious, but the truth is that he's doing the right thing. So humility is to do the right thing at the right time. And the way to know what is right is to do the word of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Now let's read one or two verses of scriptures and we'll close. First Timothy chapter number 6. Verse 3. I think I should read it from the King James. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. To be humble is to submit yourself to the Word of God. The Word of God said, Parents, train your children in the Lord. He said, If you love your child, he said, you will spank your child. Is that true? He said, if you don't spank your child, you don't love your child. So if you are humble, what are you supposed to do? If they're acting out of place, take some something flat or your palm of your hand that does not cause any dent. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And him seriously on the padded part of his back and drive some foolishness away. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Bible says foolishness is bound to the heart of a child. He said the road of correction will drive it away. Today we see people asking their children, what, what do you really want? Why are you so screaming? What do you really want me to do? <laughs> If you don't know what to do, you and your tribe are you are in trouble. And sometimes even out there in the mall, you see children just cussing out their parents. And we wonder why there's so much anarchy outside. It starts from there. Now, many of them have a good heart. Don't get me wrong. They want to do what they think is right. They don't want to, you know, hurt the child. They, no, they want the child to feel they are cool. Praise the Lord. You know, that's what is going to cool, to be cool. But when do you start disciplining a child? <laughs> from, from the beginning. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm contrasting this in humans. So I will understand that to be humble is to do the word of God. It's not what the world calls humble. Many times what the world calls humble is uh, timidity. Amen? 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 Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. First Timothy chapter number what? Chapter number 6. Let's read from verse 3. He said, If any man teach otherwise, and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and according to the doctrine which is and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud. Now let me go again. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing but doubting about questions. He says the person always likes to argue. 
And strivings of words, wherefore cometh envy, strife, railings, and evil summerings. So what he's saying that somebody who does not consent, does not agree with the word of God, the man is proud. And then the person will try to argue with you, try to say all kinds of things. So pride is when you resist the word of God. When you will not submit to the word of God. When you will not do it the way God says it should be done. Somebody say amen. amen. Tell somebody I'm not proud. Say I walk in love. I submit to God's word. Say anything God says I should do. I just do it. Say show me any scripture. I'm ready to act upon it. Somebody wants to show somebody a scripture now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And finally the Bible says love is not rude. Now the word rude means to be impolite. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. It means to be primitive. To be uncivilized. Love is civilized. Somebody say amen. Even though you submit to the word of God, you find the best way to do it. Somebody say amen. You're polite about it. You're cautious about it. You're courteous about it. So love does not act unseemly, does not behave himself unseemly, does not act anyhow. Love is not ill-mannered or ill-cultured. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because you are spiritual doesn't mean you should not be civilized. Somebody say amen. That affects everything, the way you dress. Amen. I don't care. Only God sees. The Bible says God sees your heart, but people also see your acts external. Amen. You need to be manly. Amen. Praise the Lord. You need to talk politely. Amen. Somebody say amen. But don't talk politely outside the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. There are some people that you need to embrace. There are some people you need to rebuke. Somebody say amen. And do it politely. Amen. Praise God. Paul said that he rebuked some people sharply. It's out of love. At the same time, there are some people also that he encourages in the Lord. Now, all of these are principles that we have to learn to walk in. And now sometimes it may be difficult because we are not used to it. You know, we have been used to walking in the flesh. But the Bible says that as we begin to turn our lives and to begin to walk in love, we will begin to receive the promises. Somebody say amen. amen. Say love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. And love is what? What we just talked about. Love is not rude. Somebody say amen. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads to pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word this morning. We give you praise for beginning to change us. every day i pray for those who those of us and the areas in our lives when we have resisted the world i ask the god that you begin to teach us to submit to you concerning our attitude towards the world concerning our attitudes towards other people i ask that you teach us to submit to your word we don't want to argue with you, Lord. 
We don't want to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. We want to surrender to your word. We want to surrender to your word. We give you praise. You are our master. You are our savior. We declare that your word is true and your word is good. And everything you have asked us to do, we will do in the name of Jesus. With our eyes closed, our head bowed, I want to pray for some people who have emotional issues today. The first Sunday we normally um, want to minister to the sick or those who have issues. We minister every Sunday, but particularly on the first Sunday. If you're here this morning, maybe you have had a broken heart, somebody has offended you, or you have had issues that have discouraged you. You have been going somewhere and it looks like you couldn't go anymore and, 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 and this, it could have been in the past, maybe an abusive situation and it looks like it's hindering you. But this morning, you want to lay it at the feet of Jesus. Many people are sick because of what is going through in their heart. Many things that they are thinking about. Many people have you know, fear and discouragement because of things that have happened and things that, they have, that, have, been, that have affected their mind, their thought realm, their heart. And this morning, I just want to encourage you to give it to Jesus. One of the things that the Lord wants to do is to heal the brokenhearted. And so that those things will not become a hindrance to you. So if you're sitting here this morning, and maybe you've had an issue in your life that may have affected your heart, your emotion. There's something that is so painful that could have, that could have cost you pain. Something that you remember that's grief that, that's grievous to you and you want the Lord to heal you in your heart and in your emotions this morning. I'd like you to lift up your right hand. We're gonna pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. We trust you've been blessed by this message. To order additional copies of this message or to request a list of other messages from Love Foundation. Please contact us by mail at Love Foundation International, P.O. Box 41, Greenbelt, Maryland, 20770, by email at contact at lovefoundation.org, or by phone at 301-776-5700. You can also visit our website at www.lovefoundation.org. Love Foundation, a place to find God's 